Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. April 11, the time is about 11.30 a.m. Ready and MPC has been conducting Zoom out conference call from past 11 years. If you have any questions, please raise your hand and please fill out the Google Sheet. If you can fill the Google Sheet, that will make our job much easier. Please fill out the Google Sheet. Hello. Hey, hi, Rahul. Uh, good morning. Uh, we will give preference to the people who fill out the Google Sheet. And if you're a newcomer, please let our team know that you're a newcomer. Good. Uh, yeah, hey, hey, Raul. Uh, I did fill out the Google Sheet. I have it. I have it. Kalyan, one second. That makes my job much easier to answer your question. One second. I have the things. I'm a newcomer. I have a question regarding STEM OPT gap. When is in your final attempt? To, uh, you you have been selected right now. Is that what you told yes. me? Yes, yes, that's correct. First of all, is it possible to transfer your service record to a different college while you are on the STEM OPT cap gap period? Why would you like to change the university? No, just uh, no, uh, no. You can't. I, I can't. Okay. You can't. Secondly, what if the virtual application rejected during the cap gap? When my question to you is, when is your STEM extension expiring? Uh, June 20, uh, June 14th. You know what I would suggest you to do right now? You mm-hmm. can file a premium processing with the H1B right now and get the decision by that time, way earlier than that time. Then, if you get the rejection at that point of time, then what you do at that point of time is then go and join other university. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Thanks, Rahul. Okay. Yeah, that will resolve all your problems. Next question, please. Rama? Rama, can you please unmute yourself? Hi, sir. Uh, this is Rama here. I'm newcomer. Give me one second. Uh, grace period is 60 days only, or somebody saying it got increased to 180 days. Absolutely a crap information. No, it still is only 60 days. It's not increased to 180 days. Okay? And under, under any circumstances, I can stay few days more in the country. You'll be risking yourself if you stay. Why don't you apply for B2 though? Okay. So B2, B2, I need to apply within the country or I have to go to outside and apply for that? Um, you can apply within the country B2. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 Understood. Thank you. Next person, please. Pavan? Yeah. Hi. Uh, hi, Rahul. So I have a question regarding the concurrent H1B. So I have, uh, I have a full-time opportunity with company A now. Mm-hmm. And then can I file a uh, concurrent H-1B with company B, uh, that's a contracting role. Uh, and then can I work like, you know, 40 hours with uh, with concurrent H-1B? And uh, can I also file uh, parent processing and I-140 processing uh, with the concurrent H-1B? You can do all of the things what you said. Okay. So at the same time, like company A and com- company B, uh, both can parallelly process parent processing or like will be, is there any issue? They can. Not an issue. Okay. 
okay also working 40 yeah also like working 40 hours for on concurrent h1b is not an issue right no not an issue okay thank you yeah arvind uh thanks rahul uh, rahul i have a question uh so i am kind of moving to a federal contract uh mm-hmm. where they are asking about selective service system so i moved to us in uh 2017 where i was 23 year old age now i am 29 so do i qualify for selective service system did you get the green card or you did not get the green card yet no no i am still my on my h1b no you are, you are not up you cannot get into selective system so the, they are asking have you ever registered with selective service system uh you no. say that you're not eligible for selective service system okay so actually what happened i had a driver's license from washington dc but the state themselves did it in their process now i have a selective service number and now i'm getting into the federal contract here should i give it as a no or yes uh i need to check on that i can't remember it right now okay okay i need to check on it okay okay sorry about that i will have to research a little bit before i can speak with you on that okay i know okay. what it is but i don't know how you are able to enroll is it legal or is it going to complicate the no, thing i don't it, have an answer it it went with the dcdmv it was you told me, you told me that but i don't know maybe it's like see automatically in dcdmv they will also register you for the ot that is going to be create a problem for immigration will the uh, selective service create a problem i really don't have an answer for next person please okay thanks rao so same Hey, thanks for taking Rahul. Uh, my question. I have my question submitted, but uh, yeah, I can just uh, yeah. Indian born, and my company has applied in form, but my wife is Saudi born. Oh, sounds good. So I'm using her country of birth, and my sounds good. Uh, in your application, but my wife is on J one. no she can't apply for the adjustment of status unless she get the waiver for the j1 requirement so mr kenan yeah please go ahead sorry yeah she can't file the 485 without uh, she can't file the 485 uh, without getting the uh, two three uh, two years residency waiver but it is being employed from my employer like applied from my employer right can you just use her date doesn't of birth doesn't matter no. country of birth not date of birth no sir for a part of first of all he needs to file 485 only then you can file the 485. you both have to file it together okay for her to file the 485 her two years residency has to be taken off oh Got so it? without without her filing i4 and 5 if she is just a homemaker or whatever i cannot use her country of birth no if she is a homemaker you can still file a 485 for her she doesn't have to be a physician she can be an h4 and she can be included in the 485 application homemakers are included in the 485 application oh, i was a so homemaker just, so just because she is on j1 we cannot use her Right. Oh god. She needs to be eligible to file the as a dependent. She is not eligible for it. Okay? It's so, nothing to do with the homemaker or non-homemaker. 
Okay, Next so question. one quick question can I ask? Go ahead. Yeah, so she is there any way she, she applied for transitional year now and uh, can uh, we to go through the, Yeah, that's waiver. a very complicated process of J1 waiver, especially for mm -hmm. physicians, you need to contact us privately, okay? okay. Next person. Thank please. you so much. Shivani. Hi, uh, actually, I have my question in the Google. Yes, ma'am. I'm currently in grace period and I have an offer with company A and B. I got an offer from company B a little bit later, and that's a little bit better offer. However, I just got H1B up transfer to company A. I still have two weeks left out in 60 period. Company B is planning to file the H1B transfer. This week, will it be an issue to work for company B if the company B transfer gets approved? after 60 days. But will you be working for company A right now, Shivan? No, I'm actually not planning to start working for company A. They have given me a start date of uh, May 1st, but uh, my grace period ends on 25th April. But the attorneys told me that it does not matter once your transfer is <laughs> a grace period. You know, technically, you are supposed to take up the job within 60 days. Now, okay. if you don't do that, though, Okay, if you don't do that, you will be risking up yourself of the status violation. Now, it's not a big deal, but it definitely is a status violation. Will it affect long term? Will it have a negative impact? Maybe not, but it's still a status violation within 60 days. So if your company B gets H1B approval and you don't join within 60 days, it is a status violation. Oh, but it uh, may no. be corrected. There are easy ways to correct the status violation at a later time. Uh, so right now I have company A's approval. So do you, you can ignore the company A if your company B H1B gets approved. You can ignore the company A. Okay. Okay. So like they're planning to file it this week. So and they're filing in premium processing. So they said that I should have an answer within two weeks. So like... Uh, uh, do you recommend that I should wait for two more weeks? Because by the end of that period, I'll, uh, I'm planning to either join uh, either of the companies. What other them. options do you have, Shivani? Um, no, I don't have any other option. I was well, just... then you were beggar. You can't be chooser. You can't be begging and coming to my home and saying that I want chicken biryani. I want to have extra onion in there. And I don't want any egg in there. No. Sorry. So right now you don't have an option, you'll have to take the risk, but I have a way to get out of this situation where if you do the status violation, how can you clean yourself out? There is something called automatic revalidation. I also call a Margarita Visa magic, where you can erase your sins, just like the way what they say in Hinduism is that you go after killing 100 people, you go and and uh, wash yourself in Ganga, and then you will clean up all the sins. And that's what they tell in, in, uh, in, in there. You go to Hajj, you clean all the sins. So I have a way for that. Uh, it's called Margarita Magic, okay? And you can follow the directions in there. If you have any questions, I will tell you. But you don't have an option. They, are, they both are telling you to join after 60 days. So what can you do? Next person, please. Watch this video that I'm sending it to you, ma'am. Okay, sure. Thank you so much. Next person, please. Jyoti. Hey, uh, hey, hi, Rahul. Uh, hi, uh, yeah, actually, I sent my question regarding the compelling circumstances EAD. I'm on H1, have I-140 approved, uh, recently got laid off. 
So I just wanted to explore this option. I don't have any medical reason. And like, you know, uh, can I still apply with financial loss? Like whom should I contact? Like, you know, how many days it might sure. take? To uh, yeah, you can, you can definitely use that as the, uh, you can definitely use that as the, uh, uh, you can definitely use that. We will send you an email with regard to our fee structure. And you can uh, attend a couple of our Zoom calls. We separately conduct just for compelling circumstances, EAD. There is no way to expedite the compelling circumstances if you're planning to do it. We won't do it. We can't do it. Okay. Got it. But should I, uh, and can I only, because I'm still on the payroll for three weeks, can I do it right now or can I do it within the 60 days? Uh, you can do it right now or you can you do it within 60 days. It will be, if you're planning to do it, I will. But one thing that you have to, you already know that it's going to take approximately eight months. And until that period of time, you cannot start working. Are you aware of it? Okay. So that's why I was asking the question for expedition. So if that is not the case, so should I, I also... I, uh, should I also uh, should I also do the B2 change of status because you know I cannot depend on it. So I would not recommend doing compelling circumstances EAD and B2 do either of those things. Okay. Okay. So can I reach out to someone uh, if just you know? Yeah, we will uh, send you the details. We'll send you the details to you. Okay? All right. I have email right, address. Next person. Right. Uh, hi Rahul. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Um, so I have uh, uh, given the question in the form. Um, basically, I, I, got, I, I've got my yeah. GCEAD last year, but I'm continuing with the H1B and payroll with the employer. Sounds good. You're making money for immigration lawyers for unnecessary reasons. That's fine. <laughs> I have got a part-time job offer to work uh, for their payroll. Can I work on EAD? Yeah, you can do so. Absolutely not a problem. And I can, I can continue my H1B with the current employer, right? You can technically do so. Okay. Yeah. Thank Next you. person. Hi. Good morning, Rahul. Good morning, Quaid. Yeah. It, this is regarding my mom's uh, green card application. Uh, we have been citizens for past uh, seven years. So we applied for our citizen uh, for our green card. And because Very of sure. the second, yes. Yeah. The relationship. Yeah. And then our. Uh, Where is she? Oh, she's here now. Okay, go ahead. I for it got denied. Why did it get denied? Because they asked for the secondary birth evidence, and that uh, she we did the she didn't have the birth certificate. She doesn't have a birth certificate, so we provided the FDB and they denied it. So we did an I two ninety B motion to reopen, and then with the uh, FDAs from our parents and the neighbors that she doesn't have a birth certificate, and that got denied too. So she's still here. So good, she's here. I can get her a green card. Oh, that's good. Okay. Had you contacted me, I would have got the green card for her. Yeah. It, yeah. So, okay. so what is my next steps now? She's still I'll here, but she will be the, legal. The, the right? good part, the good part is don't 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 she can't leave until she gets the green card. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. And she won't have any problem. And I will give you a weapon to you what I use to get the green card under your circumstances. I call it Brahmastra. Okay. Okay. I will tell you the secret of it. Don't tell to anybody. Okay. Sure. Well, not. DNA test. <laughs> oh, okay. You From my grandparents. No, your no, your DNA and your mother's DNA. Oh, okay. 
So, but like, are they, okay, I'll send you all the documents and then you can. No, I don't no, want not... any doc. I will take all the documents, but you, you forgot the main point. What they're trying to connect is the dot between you and your mother. Okay. When the documentation is weak, what do we do? I'll we go, go to DNA. There you go. Then once we go for the DNA, can somebody deny that's your mother? Uh-huh. No. Yeah. There you go. That's where you missed up. You can contact us, Sapna. Uh, okay. You can have a consultation and I will credit that amount to you. And the only condition I will tell you, Sapna, is that she cannot leave the country until she gets okay. a green card. If she does leave the country, though, whatever money that you pay is gone and I will not deal with you anymore. Got it. Yeah, she wants to. Like, we really want her to get the green card, but it's just been the process. So, right. you are you just approached it wrongly. That's it. When they Got ask, the, when they ask the things, you shoot them with a Brahmastra. That's it. Next person. Please. So they are asking for the secondary evidence for my mom's birth. So it still applies with the DNA. Yeah, because we don't have it. We will provide secondary evidence. For example, Aadhaar card, PAN card, ration card, election card, and all those, whatever we can. But the main thing that we're going to shoot them down is the DNA test. Got it. Okay. I'll be in touch then. I'll, I'll... Okay. Yes. Okay. You Thank you, Rahul. Thank you. Yuraj? Hey, hi, Rahul. Good morning. So I've submitted my question through the Google form. Sure. Uh, parents re-entry to USA. My parents stayed with me for six months, returned to India in January. Now we're expecting uh, due to this June, my wife has elevated sugar levels. Uh, I don't know if she can bring her in July would be ideal. She's coming, they're coming in. Typically when they stay for six months, when they're leaving and they're coming back again, but make sure that they plan only to stay at least at the time of entry, only four months, Yuraj, okay? Okay. Not six months. Because if they come with a return ticket of six months, they will be in big risk. Okay, sure. So can I apply for an extension once they're in? Will that be an idea? That's, you can't have an intention of applying an extension before they come into the United States. Definitely you can apply for the extension, but that's going, you're going to risk them never ever coming back into the United States. Oh, okay. okay. Next person, please. Ashwin? Uh, hey, uh, so I, I posted my question in the form. I, I got your Ashwin. Currently on H1B grace period, it's May 15th, I'm filing for B2 visa this week. Okay, sounds good. I have a approved I-140, yeah. The B2 visa, what happens to I-140 and H1B? Do I lose H1B status? No, you will not lose your H1B status until the next 90 years. Why not 91 years? You're going to be dead by that time, according to my expectation. Uh, if you don't get a job while, while on B2, can you go back to India? Yeah, what are the future options? You can always come back in the next 90 years into this country on a H1B, no problem though. You will never ever go through the lottery system in the next 90 years. How much time does it take the B2 visa to get granted? Wow, that's a bad thing. They will take almost 180 days for you to grant the B2 visa. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so yeah, B2, is, uh, B2 has been a good option now because now the USCIS is telling that they're going to approve the change of status from B2 to H1B now 
If you apply in the premium processing, previously they didn't used to do it. You will have to go outside the country to get the stamping. Now they are telling the other way around, hopefully, so they're going to stay with their things, okay? Okay, so the reason I asked this question is I'm fighting for B2, but there are things going on in India. My family is still back there, and it's possible that I might have to go back without That's fine. A... You go back, as I said to you, in the next 90 years, you can come back. Okay, and what about the I-140 in that case? Would I then have to start I-140? Yeah, if you want to get the green card, you will have to start the I-140 process again, but the good part is you will retain the priority date. Okay, because my my, my six-year window of H1 has already expired. You uh, ignore the six years. There is no six years for you. Great. I can then, if I if in the future, if I find someone who files for H1. Only I... in the next 90 years. Next person. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. Chidananda. Hey, uh, thank you, Rahul, for taking my question. Uh, my question, I have posted in the Excel sheet. Um, I got my... GC, can I work on any employer in GC? Is there any requirements I work for the employer who got the GC? Uh, you got the green card, you're thinking of leaving the employment. Is there a time period that you have to spend with your company? Absolutely zero. Crap, zero. You don't have to spend a minute. You don't have to spend a day. You don't have to spend a year. You don't have to spend any time, none whatsoever at all. What if you were never working for this company? Do you have to join them? No, zip, zero, you don't have to work for the company. The USCIS in its memo clearly mentioned that whether employment is immaterial, it is just the job opportunity. So right now you can leave, but are there any restrictions? Yes, there are restrictions. One restrictions, you cannot sell marijuana. Okay, can, okay. You, can you sell McDonald's burger? Absolutely legal. Can you be a Microsoft or a Google CEO? Absolutely legal. Can you be a lawyer like me? Yes. But can you sell marijuana? No. Next person, please. Thank you so much, uh, Rahul. Appreciate it. Hello. Uh, Aruna, the, yes, best I would, uh, the best option for you right now, mm -hmm. if you don't want to leave, probably will be... Do you have a H4 option, ma'am? Uh, no, I'm all single and I don't have any other options. <laughs> no problem. Go for go for the go for the B two option, ma'am. Okay. Okay. And okay. do you have an I one forty approval or you don't? Uh, no, I don't. I've already uh, um, lost four years. My previous employer uh, perm was approved. Yeah, and it, it doesn't wasn't... matter. Now. I got the point. Uh, yeah. Yes, you don't have an okay. Um, I don't have any. You uh, may want to consider very seriously when you join the next company with regards right. to the green card application. Uh, but uh, yeah, but the best option for you would be under your circumstances. Ma'am, would be B2 application if you want to linger around the country and try to get the H1B. Remember okay. I told the previous guy that he can come back in the next 90 years? People mm. were laughing about it, that he's going to die, you know, yeah. within 90 years. So in your case, though, you can come back within 90 years for sure. But unlike him, you can only get a two-year H1B visa, though. Right, I understand. So I see, I had six in promising offers but um unfortunately all they all of them got the or some u.s candidate so i i was on the back track because of the head i got the points go for the go for so, the so i have two more yeah promising ones so they there is a promise that they're gonna file it in the next month so that so how it's gonna uh, pan out like um 
for the next employer, I have to ask them to go for the H-1B premium processing so that I won't have any problem with this B-2 to H-1B change of status again. That is right, ma'am. Okay. Right, okay. So, uh, yeah. How long, uh, uh, one small question, how long can I, um, uh, how long it takes to file the B-2 uh, tourist visa? And, uh, okay. <laughs> Online. 10, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, we can do it individually, or do we need individual immigrant? I would, I would do it if it's on. I would do it individually, though. Not, okay. not necessarily go with the lawyer. Okay. Okay, sure. Wish the best of luck, ma'am. But finally, because now there are options. But watch mm -hmm. our video today. We're going to address more on this topic, though, because uh, a lot of people are asking the B two option. Not only mm -hmm. you, the person before was also asked. Many other people are also asking B2 options. And now USCIS came with a tweet saying that they're going to approve the change of status. So we're going to address that in the YouTube live session today. Next person, please. Okay, sure. Thank you. Ashley? Hey, Rahul. Uh, I have posted my question in the Google Forms. Uh, your girlfriend is currently on STEM OPT, which will expire in May. And she was not picked up in the lottery. We're thinking of getting married and converting her into F2 visa. Okay. Is it possible given the time period? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's it's April 11th. You can get married to her by May. Absolutely. Can you apply for F2? Yes. Will she be required to leave the country? No. You can apply F2 online itself. Okay. And how long does it take to approve it? Well, she can stay in the country while it's pending. Okay. okay. And it could take up to yeah. six months for, for her to get the approval. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Thank you, Rahul. That was another question. Uh -huh. Next person, please. Next person, please. Rashna? Yeah, hi. Uh, I have posted it in the Google form. I got it. My H4 okay. is under extension while it's, which is expiring in September 2000, whereas my H1B is picked up in the current lottery. Will the dates have an issue on my processing of H-1B? Uh, what is expiring? Your current H-4 is expiring? Yes, my current H-4 is expiring. I but mean, uh, it is... Wait, wait. But you already filed the extension beyond September 2023. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it is in the process. Like the com uh, my husband's company is filing it. Yeah, I would request to process the H-4. Okay. And uh, and once you get the receipt notice, I want you to file. Uh, uh, I want you to file. I want you to file the change of status after you get a receipt notice, ma'am, because they may not issue an I ninety four. Now with the USCIS new tweet saying that they're going to do the B two along with your H one B when you do the premium processing. That may be a very good option for you, okay? Um, because the, the same principle there, they, I'm hoping that they will apply for H4 also, okay? Uh, so uh, you suggest that uh, I should uh, get the receipt and then uh, go for the change of status. You got it right now. That would be in your best interest. Okay, okay, thank you. Next next person, please. Yeah. Uh, hi, Raul. Uh, thanks for taking the question. So uh, my question is like if uh, one has lost his job and uh, beyond the uh, grace uh, period of 60 days, 
and you have a still hari hari haran if you find the 485 and you lost the job and you don't have another job i want you to get out of this zoom call and consult a lawyer though the reason i am telling you this is because i am not concerned about your h1b which is temporary remember i was telling all the people they can go outside the country within the next 90 years they can always come back with h1b that's not the case with the 485 though so you there are multiple different methods if you lose the job okay so let me actually aos lost job let me see if i have so yeah, while so, it's be it's uh, it's almost in may 1st it will be 6 months since i applied for the 485 ah okay that's even more complex though that's even more complex because okay. you can uh, you, you will be definitely risking yourself on the 485 application though the mm-hmm. reason is that you lost the job within 180 days but i still don't want to give up because the company probably has not withdrawn by even 40s right yeah they went they went well then i'll keep on arguing that they never withdrew the job offer they made in the 485j application when they filed the 485j application so i still i'm eligible for it it's a weak argument that it came away but you should make a consultation okay and then we will okay. go with the strategy of what is a short term what is a long term what is a super long term okay so okay. my only one one question is so it's not legal to stay within on ead without a job is that a fair statement now the answer is not yes and no there are a lot of buts and ifs to it okay okay you could right. you could be self employed on ead okay okay, okay. that's where i'm going at next okay prashanti uh, this will be the last caller guys prashanti will be the last caller go ahead yeah so like my currently i'm on my green card ead spending priority date is september my ap is about to expire and i'm planning to apply for renewal in may sounds good would it be okay to travel out of your seven ap renewal is progressing um you can travel there is a chance they may deny the there is a chance they may deny the 485 application i'm sorry not 485 i take back i take back not 485 application there is a slight chance they may deny the advance parole application okay okay Yeah. There is a slight chance, but you can always refile the application once you come back into the country. Though, but uh, the family, the family-based green card, uh, the time period is taking about two to two and a half years. Did, does your husband already got the green card? Yeah, he got the green card. You should file a four eight five under I one thirty and four eight five because who knows the priority date may go back. Well, it actually went back. Yeah, it went back. Yeah. So let him file the four eight five. Whichever comes up, comes first, you should take it. Okay. Okay. And I one more thing. You... Go ahead. Yeah. So, like, is there any grace period to work on my green card EAD after it expires? Like, if I don't receive the renewal before October. Five hundred and forty days. Oh, fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you, guys, oh, for coming. Almost like okay, almost like two years. No, it's not. It's one and a half year. Okay. Yeah. Okay. After it expires, I'll still have like one and a half year. Right. Okay. Okay. As long as you file the extension before it expires, that's all. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thank you, guys. The next, uh, um, if if you can't if you can't reach me though, you can make an appointment, guys. The link is there. My schedule is there. You can make an appointment. My schedules are available. So please make an appointment if you want to speak with me. I'm, unfortunately, I couldn't attend all the people in this conference call. Thank you, guys. 
Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.